This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? Oh, uh, hey, what's up, everyone? How are you? Welcome to Side Stories. I am Ben Kissel with Henry Zabrowski. Yeah. Yeah, Henry Zabrowski back in the California sunshine, away from the yeah. Florida sunshine. I will say I will miss my crew that I was shooting mm-hmm. this movie with. They were very fun. Jeremy Gardner is a very funny dude. It was it was a lot of fun. I'm covered in bug but it's bites. Scary. It's a scary movie though. Yeah, yeah. But that's the best. I'm excited part. to see it. And I'll tell you what, Leesburg. Mm-hmm. It uh, not to offend any listeners there. But no. it could uh, it could use a do over. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It's already it, what it had an Applebee's. It had the uh, it had the Bloomin' Onion Outback. It did have um, it did not have an Outback. Um, it didn't have oh, an it Outback. Did not. No, it had uh, it had an Applebee's. It had a Red Lobster. Uh, I got turned away from a restaurant for wearing a purple shirt. <laughs> and I think I may have Why? because, well, honestly, I showed up. It's like I have my yellow short shorts on, my purple shirt uh. on. It's buttoned down the way I always do. So my chest hair is out. You could like see most of my nipples. I yes, walk into pol- a restaurant. The, the classic Polish Italian. Yeah. I walk in and the woman's like, we don't have um, a table available. And like the restaurant's half empty. And I was like, <laughs> well, what about by the bar? Can I sit by the bar? And she's like, yeah, unfortunately, you can't. You can't. Well, you can sit there. But and I was like, well, can I eat there? And she's just like. It ruins the cycle of food if you eat there for the other customers. And I was like, I got, you know I'm going to eat like a lot of food. Like I'll eat a lot of right. food. I'll drink a lot oh, of yeah. beer and I'll bring a bunch right. of people here if you want me to. Sure. She's like, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to serve you today. And I was like, this wow. is discrimination. Wow. On, and on the door, they did say hairless only. And you went in there trying to uh, infiltrate and integrate that building with the, your beautiful hairy body, and they rejected it. Well, you. I'll say, man, it's like, yeah, maybe, yes, certainly I was uh, dressed as a sexually ambitious, uh, ambiguous man. But that's how sure. it goes. But guess what? Why Those not? men spend the most on appetizers. Absolutely they do. Uh, I bought a basketball. I bought a basketball today. Basketball Ben is back on the hard court. You never had the- a basketball pass. No, his first one. But I also played basketball today for four minutes Whoa. before we recorded. And then I went to the deli and I got myself a Modelo and I cracked it open. I was like one of them guys in one of those commercials after a hard day working out. They don't do and those then- commercials anymore because it doesn't quench your thirst to just immediately drink booze after working out. 
out. Yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, <laughs> that is where I'm at. Basketball band is back. Meet me in Brooklyn. I am willing to take on a couple of uh, uh, average by the size way, people. By the way, when Ben holds a basketball from afar, it looks like he's holding a Christmas ornament. It is. It is unbelievably small. My hands are so big. I think they're going to be afraid for you in the court because people are going to show up to like challenge the big man and can end up you yep. doing the fucking your again your goon squad windmill, just taking men out back and forth while they're all hanging on your arms while you're trying Get to it. throw the basketball. In. Welcome to it, man. Welcome to the new Ben. I'm getting in shape. I'm doing exercises. I'm going to do a lot of calf raises. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, we are going to speaking of calves. We're going to tell. We're going to talk about this story where a dude bed his foot to his friends, which I don't know. It's kind of wild. And then Travis has a crazy story too, Henry, that you haven't heard yet. He told it on the last stream. I'm very excited. And uh, that story is just absolutely crazy. And for some reason, this whole week, speaking of food, cannibalism is the theme. I don't know what's going on with folks. They're getting really creative in the kitchen, and evidently that means they are feeding themselves or someone they murdered to others. So we are, I guess we are just I meat, Kissel. That's all I we are. Know. We're meat that can vote. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we actually vote like meat. Um, I did watch a, uh, a little special on, what was it? Oh, I don't know. The, the channel that had, TLC, the one that has 600 pound life. Oh, yeah. They also have a show called Unwanted Skin or Needless <laughs> Flesh or something yes. like that. And of course, I have a bunch of that. You have a little bit of that now, too. Oh, yeah, buddy. Because we love, and I was hyper triggered. Yeah, buddy. That show was, what's the point of even getting in shape? Your body looks worse when you're thin. No, Just no, it's about health. I'm constantly trying to refill the tube. The whole point is that it is about feeling and it's being better. It's about having a healthier life. And then your body, uh, guess what it comes down to? It's like they see what? you in their clothes. Women, do, like, women don't care. They don't oh, care. I don't think that that's true. That they don't want to be able to wear you true. as a shawl. No, I mean, they I don't, don't know care. if that's true. Women they don't tell. Uh, they don't because they. Still all I know is I've never us. seen a I've never seen a Sports Illustrated body issue tent edition where they were just like we got the former large ones now they're small no one's buying it we're not on the front page of Men's Health if they did a special if they did a special uh, edition of Sports Illustrated called the producers that date our models <laughs> and they cut to the men that date the women on those covers well, you would see a bunch of us <laughs> oh well that's my body has also been stretched out like uh, Play-Doh and Laffy Taffy before, yeah. and I've never had anyone sort of mock me for my ex- extremely stretched out nipples or anything. Ugh, Nobody cares. Well, all Nobody right. cares. All right. I don't, I don't even take my shirt off at the beach, which I think is even I, more uncomfortable, than. but it is what it is. I have pictures that I didn't want to put up because I didn't want you to be upset with them with you in the ocean. In, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, you did openly mock me in front of a series of people. Well, yeah. Very close friends and family. But that's um, the people you can mock other friends in front of the best. You know what? I mean, I don't even, I'm, I've always been a shirt boy and I didn't even have shirt I didn't even have shorts because I didn't even like want to get into the water no, in Brooke Italy made in the you beautiful cut your Italy. Pants. and Brooke cut my pants for me so I looked like the incredible Hulk if he never really got angry but was never really uh, smart enough to become a scientist either so yeah you took you try yeah. to take a shit in the ocean of that resort I did not yes you did and you got all cut up when? and fallen on the rocks I've already told this story. oh yeah, you huh. did it in front of the all whole right, restaurant. All right. You look like no, King that's Kong not of true. the ocean crawling down the side of the Rocky Crevasse next to that very fancy restaurant yes. with all the Italians just staring at you. Oh my, they weren't even looking my direction. They were horrified. The American beast. It's amazing how invisible <laughs> you think you are. Yeah. 
Well, you know, I had a, when you wake up and you immediately start slamming rosé, that is just, <laughs> you just become the invisible person. All day, But man. then uh, uh, evidently I did show up in photographs. Um, so that was kind of rough. <laughs> and you're right. Only swim in the areas that's, you know, designated for humans to swim. I, I almost died. Well, you made a big announcement. You're like, I'm going to take a shit in these rocks. I did not make a big announcement. You that did. is cr- all sunburned, all f- wine oh, swollen. <laughs> See, this is how people start thinking I drink Bud Light Lime. It's you the just truth. spread all these. It's because not the truth. You're doing revisionist history on your own. I'm life. not doing it. Because I, I remember never, when you were bringing oh my, no, beers. You, 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 honestly, what it is, you replace me and Eddie in your head all the time. No, Eddie That's what only's ever You drank, replace no. me and Eddie. And then, it, what, so I no. have bore the brunt of Eddie's stupidity no. so many times, and probably vice versa, but I know you do that for a fact. Eddie's And different. occasionally hold him. Eddie's got different things. Eddie's got skin tags. Eddie drinks like <laughs> big gallons of whatever is the cheapest beer around, and he yeah. snores while he's awake. Those are the things uh-huh. that you can get Eddie on. You are just, are you're an interesting adventurer. I am out there on national television defending our constitutional rights on a daily we to weekly know. basis. We all know. And I wish <sighs> that they paid you, man. I know, that would be nice. Well, we're, we're, it's an investment into the future, and I do love doing it. Yeah. So let's go. Let's see, Travis. You have a crazy story. I want to hear should tell this. We should tell this story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for the people who don't know me, I'm on the on last stream. They all know. Yeah. And you know, my producer name is Titties. <laughs> yeah. And uh, basically, my role on the show is to sort of trot out my list of traumas <laughs> to my life. A stunning amount. <laughs> but so the other night, I was uh, in bed with my girlfriend, nice. and uh, we are woken up by the sound of clattering and door slamming in our building's hallway. And also the sound of a snarling dog, and uh, we get we get uh, loud pounding at the door, and it's my girlfriend's ex boyfriend. Wow! Blackout drunk, Good. screaming through the door, telling me that uh, I'm worthless, that that she's cheated on me with him, and like. You and know, the whole time the dog is like. There's barking a there's crazy. a snarling pit bull named Creepy on the other <laughs> side, on the other on the other side of the door. And the, luckily, was it his dog? It's his dog. It was their dog. Uh. But so he. He somehow got into the building, but right. could not get past our door. And so he's pounding and yelling. And so I'm like having to talk to this guy. Right. And he's really throwing some kind of truths out there. Yeah. He's calling me a you know, short piece of shit. Right. And, you know, he, just... he like kind of he like found out everything about me. He like investigated my life. I've never met this person right. before. And so he's. Uh, How did he's he like, find you? Well, we were at her apartment. So oh. she, he knew where she lived. Yeah. It might be time to move. But so he's screaming all this shit and it's going on for hours like. Like, and we, if we call the police, they shoot the pit bull. Can't that's do that. that's the that's the big rub. And we, right, we oh, can't no. call the police. So I have <laughs> oh, to like. Talk I do man. love that you saved the pit bull. By the way, I, pit bull's just doing pit bull job. Yeah, and it's not yeah. Job to be a pit bull. His, his job is to death rattle me. Like yes. to grab me by my neck. Yeah, and you so, know for a fact, pit bulls wake up and they're like, I don't want to snarl I, today. They're really sweet. Rob, no, they're Come very on. sweet. They just when they're when they sense aggression from their owner too, then they're on full alert and they're ready yep. to snap and shit. So what happened? I have no idea who this person is. It's just somebody telling me about myself, all the terrible things about me. Wow, uh, it's kind of fun, almost. It's like it's like Twitter come to life. It's like it is. it's like my brain is on the other side of the door, telling me all of my personal and work stress and, and anxieties. So then he's he's berating me with all this shit, and then there was a pause, and then he murmurs through the door, 
I know they call you titties. <laughs> that is the best story I have heard in so long. And move over, John Mulaney. So we, we, it's tra- uh, Travis Morningstar. I know, and I know they still call you titties. I know they call you titties. <laughs> but, but we called his mom. That was the end of the story. We called his mom. And that was the most depressing part of it. It was like, oh, this is like a 26-year-old. Canadian. 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 And that's why they just feel so dispossessed. And he also... I, you know, I'm not, I'm not throwing his name out here. He also has a feeder gainer fetish. Cool. Whatever. I don't so, even, going back to what we were talking about previously, if you do got the gainer thing, you can't never, you can't reverse it. I mean, that's kind of what last stream, like our first year of doing last stream was, was making fun of feeder, feeder gainers. gainers. Well, presenting yes, the them time. as a subculture. <laughs> yes. Presenting them because fun. they were we so happy and they yes. had something so amazing <laughs> to themselves. Well, honestly, my 600 our pound life, that is the, that is the, uh, not to be like, Punny, but that is the elephant in the room on every my six hundred pound life episode. I mean, there are, it's mostly feeder gainer relationship because the dudes so are tiny. Just like, I'll pump, I'll pump your gas if you give me some Kool Aid. Like the I guys don't are like so it. small. The ones that are there washing their feet and like putting their pants on for them and like putting them in the luggage cart in order to get them through the airport. They're all like one hundred and thirty five pounds. It's Very really, small. Yeah, we've had this conversation before. They like yeah. being wrapped up in it. Well, I'm glad that you didn't get murdered, Travis. Well, not yet. Yeah, another day. Uh, I know, man. But uh, it you know, does th- seem like you like you <laughs> angered the wrong spirit somewhere with the bullet, the car, and now the man with the dog. But the dude, how oh, long yeah. were they together before this happened? Three years. Okay. But they broke up and they were uh, separated for like six months. Then she met, met me, and I think that. Triggered him. That's him out. Yes. I don't know. I could see that though because he's hanging around. There's always like this idea of like, she's going to come back around. Oh, she can't wait. Yeah. She's like, they're like texting a little bit, mostly because she's sort of afraid of him. And so, like, it's her kind of like keeping him from doing this while she's alone. But now that while you're here, it's you're the buffer. And now you got to learn how to fight. Look, I, oh, I, I'm, I'm ready. I can see it. His fingers did do it like a, like, I'm ready to, I'm like ready. A, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, but, Travis. Uh, whoa, Travis. You're <laughs> he being did, very aggressive. I have to, he did, he's, he's texting like, or he was texting, you know, 60 times a night. Right. And one of the texts was him threatening to cut his own hands off. Wow. <laughs> well, interesting. He's really not thinking about well, it. Well, you know, I got to say for all those guys, for everyone to be like, she's going to come back. It's like Anthony Bourdain couldn't even keep a girlfriend. Couldn't. And technically, he's the coolest man of all of the three billion males. Yes. Anthony Bourdain would probably be named the coolest man alive. He was number one. He was number, number one, one coolest man alive. And if he can't keep a girlfriend, that's how it is. And so it's like, I, honestly, that dude's going to come to a realization. He's going to feel real sheepish about this behavior one day. Yeah. And there has been a lot of conspiracies about Anthony Bourdain. I don't even want to entertain that he was killed by Hillary Rodham Clinton. Meanwhile, she blew the easiest election in the history of elections uh, in this country. But somehow, she has the ability to kill Anthony Bourdain. Oh no, she doesn't have the the uh, clout anymore. I mean, I guess technically she can. She's got the money to like get a, a private dude, so she can go to those old Blackwater yes. guys. But I don't think that they do it like that. I want you to Pokemon Go assassinate Anthony Bourdain. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dang it. Uh, Two thousand sixteen. Oh, but Henry, you were telling me that Anthony Bourdain, he, because he was heartbroken. There's because, a. But it's like that's not a reason. He, like I was so sad when you told me that. I hope that's not true. I heard a little bit of a rumor that maybe him and Asia Argento had split up, and that that was the trigger. But mostly, it just shows what depression does as an illness is it decreases your inhibition towards like it decreases your impulse control, and a lot of it right, does too right. is that it makes the idea of the uh, the jumping off the edge 
a much easier pill to swallow. Like you do this, right. you're way more rash because you're sick. You're you have an yeah. illness. It's like it's not just Man. he's not glum. It's that he was already battling with depression, and then right, these trigger right. things make you extra vulnerable. As and all it, of us do. Well, I hope I hope. Oh, that was a, anyway. That's a sad story. It's not a very side sad story. story. A side story is a fun story, like about the one about the man who fed his foot to his friend. Yes, I was. Uh, well, so I got deeper into Marvin Hemeyer about because I, I found that he had oh the the killdozer the, the guy killdozer. I went to he has hours of tape where he, oh, he describes. Yes, yeah, so it's like he did a uh, recorded journal that I listened to, and there are cl- and I would try to isolate clips from it, but it's so boring. That really? I don't even know if you like. I was listening to it falling asleep. I was really expecting really? a lot more fireworks. I was expecting a lot more like being super metal. The most metal thing he said, which is like, sometimes responsible people are driven to do unreasonable things. But All mostly, right. it sounds he. It sounds like a guy that would trap you in a conversation. Your neighbor who would trap ah. you in a really detailed, long, boring conversation about like his problems with the landlord. Is the whole time the whole time in these videos? Is he putting together the killdozer at least yeah well you like, hear like meow, meow. like you hear shit like that but it also <laughs> stuff like he but it's mostly him railing against the local politics and stuff but there's a new uh, documentary that's supposed to be coming out the end of this year about him which they finally did where they got witnesses together because most people are reading about their reactions to Marvin Hemeyer or that like uh-huh. he's a funny guy he's a jocular guy he's always out there making fun making bets r- run around they're like no one expected this but at the same time um, right. other I was like, from hearing him, it sounds like he was a real fucking pain in the ass. And that it sounds like that, it, especially if you're driven to build a killdozer over a year and a half. Why does everyone, like, no one looks at the actions of the nice person in the Piggly Wiggly. No. Might be very kind around the produce and the peanuts, but, like, are they building a killdozer or are they collecting uh, dozens of guns within six months? And like, somehow, I think we should look at activity sometimes, too. Yes, I think you should, like, yeah, if you could look at their debit card activity and see what's happening, you'd learn a lot more <laughs> about the inner life of the man. Because the man was also building the killdozer while sharing a workshop with another company. So they would come in <laughs> and he's just like, morning. And they're like, what's that two ton steel shell for that you seem to be fitting for that bulldozer over there? It's like, nothing. All right. Huh. Huh. Jocular guy. A jocular, jocular funny guy. guy. And so, but also shit like he had to weld himself in there. He had to sit in the bulldozer really? and then using a remote crane had to put it on over him and weld himself into it from the inside to do it. So like he was the, definitely going to commit suicide. And it had oh. gun turrets and shit on it. But if you watch that footage, oh man, he cuts through those buildings like butter. And I want to do it so bad, but I want to do it for good. Uh, well, be, he could have been the world's best snow plower. He could have like saved the town and sent. Well, the kids would be upset because they would have to go to school that day. <laughs> yeah, but you know, yeah, uh, he could have done. Something but then he could have turned that. the killdozer on their shitty parents. You know what I mean? That's possible. He so he was like the bad guy from the Ninjago Lego Movie, which I just watched today. Yes, interesting. interesting. It's very good. The Lego the Lego movies are good. I'm just gonna say I will watch those eventually. I got to get re up on my edibles now that I'm back in town. But I the, the <laughs> they didn't have any legal marijuana in Leesburg, Florida. I got some uh, maybe not so legal marijuana, but it was pretty good. I got, it reminded oh, me okay. of back in the day because I had like fucking stems and seeds. And oh it, it came yeah, in a dirty bag. It was really nice. Of course, no, they all really hooked me up. It was. 
Expo. Good. I had a good time in a hotel room. But a part of uh, <laughs> the, uh, the the thing about being a supervillain is that in the end, it kind of makes you super boring, I guess. I guess so, because you can't tell anyone what you're up to. You really can't tell anyone. You can't expose your personality, which is theoretically the, the thing that makes you interesting yeah. because it's of a mon- maniacal maniac. Yeah, you got on um, Tinder, it would make you super cool to talk about the kildos you're building. Right. But it also will probably end the date. Imagine having that photo for your Tinder, though. The kildos are right behind oh, you. Oh, yeah, arms, dude. Arms Honestly, crossed right in front of the kildos. If we found out he was hanging out with uh, with Gravedigger, that huge monster truck, <laughs> if he was in that world, kildozers, like, clean it up, bring out the killdozer, and it could be really cool. That's oh, what could yeah. have avoided a tragedy, is killdozer being friends with Gravedigger. He just needed, like, a double dare for adults amusement type thing that allows you to have a huge automobile that could murder. If you put him in a demolition derby, he would have been totally. the LeBron of the demolition derbies that have taken over, taken the sport legit, make him a crossover star, get it onto television. All of a sudden, you got ad deals. I mean, you're mm-hmm. welded inside the killdozer, so every ad deal right. would just be a picture of the killdozer and him going, and that's why you got to get Colgate toothpaste because when they put it through the gun turrets, uh, it really is, it's, it's really helping my teeth, <laughs> my smile, and my breath, but no one knows. Live from your grave. All right, because we have to do something. Okay, so I'm just going to say this one thing about the guy who fed his foot to his buddies. His His Reddit username was Incredibly Shiny Shart, and he posted on Reddit in June 2016 that he lost his uh, leg or lost his foot. He was biking and he was going down a mountainous road and he lost his foot because he crashed to his foot. So what happened? It just broke so bad that they had to cut off the foot? Well, he's, yeah, his foot was shattered so they just, yeah, they just amp- they just gave up. The doctor literally, he went to show his foot to the doctor and they're like, we give up. Whoa. We are, we're going to LeBron this entire surgery. Well, very Another good. Basketball very reference. good. Thank you. And so it, it just, get, I, didn't, I didn't think that you could take your severed foot home. You can barely get your teeth from the dentist these days. I did not know that you could do that. I actually think that's irresponsible. I think the fact that the doctor even just said we're going to have to cut it off instead of trying to save it also was probably yeah. irresponsible because it sounds like it's some kind of express version of being a doctor. It, yeah, maybe he didn't go to the right. Maybe he went to like a, a wedding chapel in Vegas mm-hmm. and he was like an Elvis style doctor. Oh, um, oh and then, this so, foot's going to have to come off. Oh. Thank you, Dr. Oh. Elvis. It's like, my I real name's wa- Ryan Murphy. <laughs> you know, this, this reminds me that, you know, we're all going to Phoenix at the end of the month for yes. the last podcast live. Uh, apparently there is a cryo lab in Phoenix that is not official in any capacity. But if you sign over, if you if you sign the waiver, they will find you at the right. end of your life and saw your head off and put it into a cryo chamber. Yeah, how for do you, you? That's what I'm doing. How do you have a non-official cryo chamber? You just take the refer, take the freezer and like we put it all the way to eleven. <laughs> so it got, it's like how do you have a non-official cryo chamber? Well, it's like not. It doesn't have like the Nintendo seal of approval or anything. It's just guys in white lab coats that got together and they're like. Let's freeze heads. Honestly, if it did have the Lego seal of approval, I would also be like, "This is not good. I don't approve. I don't approve of this." But I would. Yeah. Uh, there, when those cryotherapy rooms that you go where they freeze you to make you feel better and heal your skin and shit, you also don't need a license for that. It can just be fucking a teenager. What? Yeah, I could go. No way. Oh, yeah. I did it in Austin. How? What did it do for you? Uh, it hurt. A lot. That sucks. What's the point? You know, I had, there was nothing to do in Austin for you me. You just get frostbite. I don't, I don't drink, so I was like, I guess I'll get frostbite. Yeah, but yeah, you can. It's barbecue and frostbite. Those it, are the only two other things you can do. It's really not uh, a place for non-drinkers. I get. It is a good place for drinkers. I'm not sure if it's good for anyone actually, but we're gonna be there in early August. You remember how wait. drunk we got? Yeah, I actually do. I remember how. Yeah. 
That was one of our. I, it's really hard to gauge what, where our drunkest cities were, but I remember Austin being a wonderful. No, I time. remember that because I remember you saying like, "I'm gonna go piss behind this bush," and you stood you above are, the bush, and then you pissed through <laughs> the bush out through like <laughs> the stream went through I, the leaves you know, onto the parking lot. I am political commentator Ben Gissel. Can you stop blowing up my spot? I'm also a good friend. <laughs> anyway, three weeks later, this dude, July 10th, 2016, he invited his buddy over and he fed them his leg or his foot in fajito tacos and incredibly shiny sharks said on reddit it tastes like buffalo but chewier it's super beefy and it's got a little fat so isn't that interesting i guess if you're gonna serve your body parts to friends i think it's good it's his body number one and number two i guess a fajita is i don't know the best Thing, best option, I guess. You know why I say it's a really good option, especially for something like the foot? Is that like cabeza, when you make cabeza meat, is that there's very little meat to it. So you have to carve all the meat. It's all the head meat. So it's all the cheek parts and like all the stuff that holds your eyeballs together and all the face muscles and shit like that. So something like a foot, which doesn't have that much meat to it, you cut it into strips. It's good because what you want to do is you want to cook it at a high temperature quickly. Like because you can't just because right. then it'll get really chewy. For him saying it's chewy is that means it was probably overdone. But I also don't know what oh. difference is. I don't know if it's like pork if you eat person if you can get sick. Well I have no idea. So he invited his ex-girlfriend over which I think Whoa. is a little bit spirited very six others and i guess in the u.s there's no federal laws that outright ban cannibalism but in idaho you can go to prison if you eat human flesh but i didn't realize in the u.s i guess if you serve yourself uh to others and they are aware that they are eating parts of your body i guess that's legal i don't know i think so i think why wouldn't it be i think that makes a a, a very big uh i think you choose to do with your own body Right? I hate the idea yeah, that the government can tell me I can't serve my body to my friends that also consented. I definitely, right. if I were to do something like that, y'all would be fucking signing contracts uh, saying that you were fine with it. Oh, I mean, again, going back to our earlier conversation, we got so much pork crackling like skin. If they just, you know, I went to uh, our buddy Cena, his brother is a plastic surgeon, and I want to get my body contour surgery. And uh, I did t- tell him about that. And at the wedding in Italy, he told me, yeah, Ben, I'm totally down to do it. Bring me that cheese. And so <laughs> yeah. then I feel a little bit more hesitant. Because I don't necessarily want my doctor referring to my body as as the cheese, but he was also blackout drunk. Uh, that was actually a very very fun time. Twelve dudes in a house. It was like the real world, um, but yeah, it was actually yeah. a lot like the real world, like but season with, two, like, where they did nothing but sit there. Yeah, technically, it was more tit meat than uh, than mm. because of our bodies. Um, yes. Another one I want to talk about is another uh, uh, story involving cannibalism is this story of Kelly Cochran, which is, I, what we're going to see here, it seems like one of the first genuine female serial killers. Henry, by the way, you mentioned her last name, just a really quick aside. We mentioned her last name on our last episode, if you take it out of context and talk about uh, what that might mean uh, when it comes to the male genitalia. Cochran. Yes, and our friend Preston, uh, he sent a... a, a text to my girlfriend Brooke and he said that's not how they work and you're using them all wrong and so he does want to have a I don't know he said that you didn't use you're not using it right so that's why it's hurting you and things like that so you should have a conversation with him it's maybe I got it too small (laughs) (laughs) I just was uh, (laughs) I don't know I don't don't want to talk about it but anyway go on 
I really yes. hurt. So uh, okay. what we have here is Kelly Cochran um, is a woman that essentially was uh, she shot her lover. Uh, she was a part of a shooting of her lover, Chris Regan, who was a man who vanished in 34. So essentially what the, mm. she was uh, married and had a dude uh, that she was sleeping with and her and her husband at the time, a man that went by the name of Earl Hebner, Mr. Earl Hebner was uh, Mr. <laughs> Cochran. But basically, they were they were together. Um, they, it seemed to be they were doing uh, quite a bit of drugs together. Um, and she started uh, meeting up with a guy named uh, Chris Regan, who was like, he had a really good job, but basically he quit everything. He's like, essentially, I got a girlfriend. I'm moving to Utah and I'm changing my life. And everyone's like, OK, Chris, whatever. She was like, come over to my house for sex tonight. And he was like, go, boy. Showed up and Mr. the husband Mr. was. I just have to interrupt as the judge here. You're the strangest damn prosecutor I've ever heard in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to keep it fun because <laughs> jurors get bored. They and do. So recently, so what happened is he came over there, the husband shot Chris Uh-oh. Regan, and they had to figure out what to do with this body. Now, originally, she said uh, that they. Uh, were like going to take him to Phoenix, get him in the cryo lab. That was the idea. They were going to chop him up and they were going to feed hmm. him. They were, they were chopping up, they were going to hide him in a swamp. They were going to hide him in the oh, woods. Okay. But it seemed like right. what they were saying is that maybe, just maybe, they carved up the body <laughs> and served the barbecue to their friends. Now, and now uh, how much of a maybe are we talking? Is it a maybe which, or just like, uh, It's a maybe, only because she's talking about it from jail, because then she went on to murder her own husband. Because, so basically oh. what happens, they... She, he, when he was supposed to dispose of the bodies, that was the okay. original story because she then okay. murdered her own husband by giving him a lethal dose of heroin. And then while he was nodding out, she pinched his nose and then he was just dead. She said that she did it because of uh, in retribution for him murdering, murdering her lover. But it seems like oh. the two of them were in cahoots murdering the lover. And then she played him out by killing him. And then everything fell apart for her because they went but looking what, for him. What? Is it wrong to ask what's the master plan? Let's see she doesn't get caught. They were what's junkies. The, what's the end? There was oh, there not were. there was not a lot of planning. They were really zip zap zopping. All right. And sometimes oh, improv All games right. don't work out. Sometimes no, most- like you end up with a really weird ending and no one wants to talk about those weird middling nights that you see at the Herald yeah. night. But now since No, they- and honestly a lot of improv sets do end with just mass murder. I've seen countless sketches or uh, improv sets that just end with like, I guess we're going to kill each other or commit suicide or something. Yes, absolutely. And that's what she did. That is okay. what she did. But from jail now, since then, she's saying that she may be either murdered from nine to 21 other people. And they are what? kind of one. Yes, she has been saying in jail that uh, she is a part of this. She's a part of it. She has a lot more crimes. And there's a, a doc that's going to be coming out very soon called Dead North that I think that is going to cool be name. very, very interesting. I want to see. It's on ID channel, so you know it's going to be very much like in a world. It's going to be very uh-huh. mysterious and very over the top. But there's a but, lot of people trying to still put together the story, but we may have a pretty good huh. serial killer on our hands. Is she a... But she was addicted to... I cannot imagine a heroin addict being a serial killer because... It requires an immense amount of strength, energy, willpower, patience. I guess maybe they have patience. You sound like you're praising the serial killer. No, I'm not praising serial killers. I'm saying that's what has to happen in order to do it. It is you a, can't just be. Yes. you can't be on hair like Kurt Cobain or Gigi Allen. Who? Well, Gigi Allen was probably on heroin too. He was on. I heroin, don't know. Yeah. But like 
uh, Phil Ans- uh, Phil from uh, from uh, Pantera. He's just a heavy drinker. Yeah, he's on heroin too. But let's. Just, I think a heavy drinker can do it. <laughs> yes. But a well, do we know for a fact so that easy. heavy drinkers do it all the time? Dennis Nilsson, Jeffrey Dahmer. But right. and so drinking kind of helps them lower their inhibitions. And sometimes you can get drunk strong. Where you do a bunch of dumb shit where you wake up in severe pain in the morning because of what you did the night before. Yeah, of course. But, well, there we go. Uh, interesting story. So we're going to have to follow that one then, right? Is it possible she's just trying to get some free lunches uh, in the jail cell or in prison, make her seem so, make herself seem a little bit tougher than she is? Well, that I mean, is she what did we kill learned. two people for sure, right? Yes, she definitely killed, was involved with one murder and then killed her husband. She's serving jail mm. time for that. But a lot of times, yes, it's true. We've talked about this quite a bit. People will sometimes trump up their crimes in jail in order to earn more respect inside the jailhouse because right. that's in the end it's like well that's your home now so you might as well just be as the top of the heap there because if not you get fucking well, like you get your wig split man because the thing you show up and you're trying you sometimes they pull your fucking wolf card man you show up and you're talking a lot of mess about your credit on the streets and they go and pull your papers and that doesn't check out they're gonna fucking split your wig bro I absolutely. I mean, that's what happened. Speaking of cannibals with Jeffrey Dahmer, evidently in prison, he totally leaned in and he would like bark at people and be like, I'll eat you. And then like he would like tell people he was a cannibal and he would put like signs outside of his uh, prison cell until inevitably they were torn down. But it didn't really save him. But of course, the prison guard was complicit in uh, in Dahmer's death. They, they kind of all let it happen. Uh, yeah, I think it was uh, it was a uh, half of a barbell that was being used to hold, uh, hold a door open, wasn't it? Yeah, they got him good. I think Mostly that, yeah. just how it goes. It's what we're also learning about Biggie and Tupac right now is a, it's a quite a we're going to see a lot of the disinterest that was put into the investigation of their crimes is mostly they're just saying like well these these guys uh, we're going to kill each other anyway yeah. so they like did our job for them which it is it seems fucked. to me like the detectives in the Biggie and Tupac case make Mark Furman from the OJ case look like a super cop. Well, they're just it all the same like type that. of guy where you're learning right. is that there was quite a bit of that activity happening uh, in the LAPD. And I, they have apparently since uh, kind of cleaned it up a little bit. And I'm going to just say that for certain because I reside in Los Angeles. And yeah, I good. really don't want to be Dude. hurt by them. Do not, you can't even look at booze and drive in LA. Look what happened to Vincent Vaughn. Political retribution. Vince Vaughn, but he, you know how they got him? They got him the same way that they could have gotten us had our Uber driver been extremely intoxicated after our wonderful um, Korean barbecue. Yeah, buddy, so that shows that it works. It shows that it works. It doesn't work. He was driving fine, he drove in. He could have gone through an In N Out Burger drive thru. That's the test. I don't know, man. If you can go through a drive thru, I just was, shouldn't be drinking and driving, all right? Unless you're, you're in drinking. fucking Florida and you're driving side streets and shit. L.A. is the only place I've seen a drunk Uber passenger fight an Uber driver, by the way. Really? Yeah, <laughs> outside, outside the Echoplex at the, really? the L.A. show. Yeah, this guy pulled the Uber driver out of the car outside of the Echoplex. There's one of... He was at the show. Not a, no, not a, he was working there. <laughs> he might have been working there. He pulled the driver out and he said, motherfucker, I bet you have 33% body fat and just started wailing on him. And then I got into, a, and then I got into an Uber truck and drove, drove away. Uber in LA is, is amazing. Actually. You have to be a very brave yeah. person to be a uh, Uber in LA to, to drive yeah. here. It's very, very intense. I, Uber in LA is it's the closest you get to like living in the seventies or eighties because sometimes you just get into the back of a pinto and you're yes. just like all right and uh, but I like the character 
Nothing is worse in LA when you get into an Uber uh, and the person is a failed actor. That is the only time that Uber has been horrible for me. When the guy asked me, I was with Brooke. We were going to the museum, the LA uh, County Museum, and the guy's like, "So what do you guys think about Donald Trump?" And we're like, "Oh, you know, uh, it is what it is." You know, we're he's like, "I got some impressions," and it was ten minutes yeah. of him doing an impression yeah, of Donald Trump. Hell yeah, which was. It was worse than if Donald Trump I, was actually our Uber. Tell guy. you what, bro, man, that's the hustle come alive, and that's what you got to do. Who do you think we were? What, what, are, what are they looking for, Henry? Making I mean, opportunities, I, bro. How? What could that's I? That's reps. That's stage time, dude. Going back to female serial killers, somebody was asking on the last podcast email: uh, Has there ever been a female serial killer that has done it for sexual gratification? The one that the uh, the one that uh, murdered the man with the with the pickaxe, and she was saying that she was um, um, having that an orgasm made her the whole wet. time. Yeah, she said that made her yeah, wet. Who was that? Carla Faye Tucker. Carla Faye Tucker, the one uh, that uh, W refused to pardon. That's right. So she got off on serial killing. She, she yes, did a little then, bit, but it's the problem is I actually had this conversation with Bria Grant, who's on this movie I was working on. We were talking about. It. She asked me about female serial killers because that's what people do. Uh, when I'm in the wild. Um, and so we were talking about it, and it's just different because of the drive to murder for ladies is not the same because then our need to come as men is much worse. And so if murdering makes you come, we're going to do it a lot more. I want to say uh, a strange transition here, but speaking of uh, people that are actors and actresses, uh, Daniela Panetta, she is the star of Jurassic Park. What's it called? The the, the Fallen Worlds, Fallen Kingdom, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, Pterodactyl House. Everybody's Pterodactyl House. Pterodactyl House. She, she did an uh, interview in The Hollywood Reporter, and she mentioned Dust Henry, and she said, I'm going to donate a big chunk of my next big check to their Patreon. So thank you so much, Daniel. That's like so unbelievably nice, and you're just crushing it. And thank, it's you. Like, thank you. Thank you. And I'm actually excited to see Jurassic Park, because I loved every single one of those movies, because dinosaurs eat people, and then I'll just never complain about it. I'm fine with it. I'll watch yeah. dinosaurs, man. I like fucking Always. anything with dinosaurs. Anything that's not a, a remake of a comedy, I will watch. And I like dinosaurs. Yeah. I'm just saying all the. I just want to see a Jurassic Park movie where it's only dinosaurs. Well, except for, of course, our friends who are actors and actresses who star in those films. I'm just yes, of course. I'm just saying I want to <laughs> see more dinosaurs in films be the center parts of films. Well, that was the big thing after Roseanne was canceled. A lot of folks were calling for the reboot of the dinosaurs, which was a great. Analogy for the modern American family, or the ba- uh, or the average American. I would family. see that in a fucking. Second. I want to see John Goodman wearing a big floppy dinosaur tail. Oh, oh is yeah, John Goodman the dad in that. No, I just thought okay. as a you know, might as well just use the Roseanne set and just yeah. sort of go from there. I everything. Every life experience that John Goodman has gone through, I've loved him more. Like when he was talking about the cancellation of Roseanne, he was just like, well, I wasn't going to win an Emmy anyway. Like he was so perfect about it. He's also just a reasonable man. Like he's a good, yeah. reasonable fucking actor who is a killer in every single thing that he does. All he does is the crush. Best. And I'm very excited to see whatever the fuck it is he does next. This just releases him to do other cool stuff. And now that he, have, now that he had his like TV cherry popped, he'll be able right. to do uh, this for the, more. 90th often. time, but yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, those are a couple of fun side stories, and I don't know. It's just nice to spend time with all of you. Hope we helped you get through your day. You help us get through our day. I like I talking I, on the radio. Henry, I did that thing where I deactivated my Twitter, and I'm still like, I don't know how I feel about it, but uh, you can find me on Instagram, at BenKissel1. I'm going to try to just do Instagram, and I'm going to comment and reply to comments so I can interact with you that, that, that way. I was just getting so annoyed 
with all the BS that was going on with Twitter. People are just very. It's it's very. It's not people. It's the it's the mainframe itself. It's yes. like that the Jack guy, that whole Chick Fil A thing that I had to comment on across America on HLN, hosted by Carol Costello. Oh, that whole very thing is plug. like, what is going on, and why are we rehashing this? And but it was anyway. Well, so yeah, I, I can't I imagine said, with your shit, with doing the political stuff and the kind of blowback that you get for every single microscopic thing that you say. Like I can't like, I like if I was at that level where it's like I don't get that much hate on Twitter, but when I do, it's pretty concentrated. And, and the, but for some reason, they shoot it right to the top. It's like the first thing that pops up and I see. And there's something about the way that exactly. they run that company. I don't understand. I know. The, the, I, I just, it's hard. Like, I wonder how much the, longer yeah. I'll do Twitter. But I feel like I have to because of our show. Like, I feel like I want but to, then, like, engage with our fans and, and promote the show absolutely. and be a part of the conversation. But it's just very toxic out there. I know. It's so toxic. And the news stories, all they do is amplify the worst parts of everyone i'm like oh my god but um so find me on i'm just this is an experiment so find me on instagram ben kissel one i'm gonna comment and i my my dms are open and stuff too i mean i don't know i'm just gonna try to just focus on that but of course you can find henry on twitter at henry loves you and no dr fantasty on instagram henry loves you on twitter that's right yeah you fuckers yeah listen to our show yeah tell us again send us a Yes. Send us uh, interesting stories you want us to talk about inside stories. Again, we're just having fun chats here, man. We're having fun fucking chats. And maybe we'll do eventually when we're, <laughs> because it looks like we're going to be making, so we're going to be having some form of streaming show just for our own network. So a part of what we will eventually do is I'd love to yeah. do things where we talk with fans while we speak to each other. Yes. We got a bunch of fun new. We got a bunch of new fun things happening. So, all right, everyone, hail yourselves. Hail Satan! I'll stop doing triple L, but it's but but me saying it no. technically doesn't stop it. Was it live, laugh, love? Because I was just I follow my corgi grams, and uh, there's some new corgi pants that say that exact same thing. And I don't know if it's just if I'm the only one that sees that image. Maybe it is uh, the only only do, person that sees that. I think that it's been directed to you because of what I said. It's very possible. Yep, it was, it's very bizarre. Yes. Um, all right, everyone. Magoostalations. We talk to you soon. Talk to you, fuckers. Soon. Ready for an amazing deal? BreezeLine's fiber-powered internet, starting at $19.99 per month, offers the reliability you deserve and security you can trust. Whether you're streaming, gaming, or working from home, we've got all your needs covered with speeds up to 1 gig and our two-year price lock guarantee. This deal gets even better with two free months of internet, free equipment, and free Wi-Fi your way to protect against cyber threats. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires July 8, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. Imagine you just got home from work, dinner is ready, wine is chilled, and your man has offered you 15 minutes of heaven in the form of a foot massage. And then he says, your red light therapy session is now complete. What just happened? You found your escape at Palm Beach Tan. Break from the chaos at a Palm Beach Tan near you and leave rejuvenated. Take time for yourself at Palm Beach Tan and take that feeling with you wherever you go. New red light therapy now available featuring Australian gold. Perfect man, not included.